good whatever time of day it may be. I need more caffeine. This is Chris. He's Jay. This is Barely Adequate. How you doing, folks? Jeez, man, I guess you do need more coffee. <laughs> I admit, I admit, uh, our, with our time difference, there's three hours. I mean, you're, you're on East Coast time, I'm on West Coast time, and I'm a night person. We're recording at about noon. I woke up at about 7 this morning because of one of my dogs, and so I took these little mild sleeping things this morning, and it was effective for a change. <laughs> so I'm still I'm rebounding from that a little yeah. bit. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, get up at the I'm crack of there. noon. I'm yeah. getting there. Well, that's usually about the time I get up on any other day, man. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. Uh, All right, so let's do a show. Oh, what do you sure. want to talk about there, Christopher? Um, well, let's see. We didn't record last week. That's right, because I don't like you all that much, and once a week it turns out is way too much. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that we have shit to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What can we talk about? Um, DS Brothers are still a couple of punks. <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask. Well, maybe, you can ask maybe me that, maybe, a couple of parts. Maybe, maybe that Russian guy was asking for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he he I, was talking pr- provocatively. Yeah, he might. You know, maybe he said that. It, maybe he said that his bear could beat them up. You know, you can't just talk that kind of shit to a Diaz brother. You know, <laughs> like they know what a bear is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I know they went to the school of hard knocks instead of you know, like traditional school, but I'm pretty sure the Diaz brothers know what a bear is. Uh, the Chicago Bears, so they are, and they're, and they're sports fans, so they're familiar with the vernacular, if nothing else. Yeah, true, true. They live in California. I mean, you know, the, I don't know. Is, Com- is Compton anywhere near San Francisco? Uh, you'd have you have the uh, is it the UCLA Bruins? No, I was more referring to the Bear culture rather than the sporting team. Well, I was oh. get, I was, I knew we'd get to that eventually. <laughs> I, was, I jumped in line. Yeah, I admit that that actually came up uh, with uh, optimal or optional other, whatever word I'm looking for. Anyway, when Optimus recorded, Prime, you were talking to Optimus Prime about bears. Wow, hey, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Go ahead. Hey, it is more than meets the eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did uh, as a sad, that's other the sad news in the past week uh, with uh, the rowdy one dying last Friday, Mr. Piper. Salute to you, sir. Uh, we did on a podcast macabre. We recorded a commentary track for the John Carpenter classic. They live uh, as a tribute. And I forgot there's a scene when he's going to the, the woman's house, going to Meg Foster's house after she, hi- after he carjacks her and looking at the neighbor, there's this dude with a Hawaiian shirt open, hairy as hell chest, big as I used to be and rocking a hell of a wavy mullet. And I'm like, Oh, there's a bear. And I yeah. forgot the way the rest of that scene plays out because then his partner comes out behind him to look at, you know, Roddy Piper and we're going into the house next door and just gives him that look like, your mullet's so much better than his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it is a yeah. bear! Yeah, I've, I haven't been a wrestling fan for a very, very, very long time, but when I was a little... When you're, when I was a little, I was a wrestling fan. Who's not a wrestling fan when they're eight or nine or ten years old? Right. And that was right in Roddy Roddy Piper's uh, uh, yep. prime time, so to speak. So yeah, yep. he's one of the few few one of the few wrestling people that I uh, remember liking as a kid. 
I'll, and I went back and watched some scenes uh, uh, just to, you know, reminisce. Oh. My favorite being, of course, when uh, he interviewed uh, Andre the Giant and Piper Spitz. <laughs> and uh, Andre so where the are Giant. Where you from? None of your business. <laughs> the best part was Andre the Giant picking him up with one hand like he weighed like fucking twelve ounces. Uh-huh. It was, you know, it was it was scary. I mean, he, he, Andre the Giant's a big guy. I mean, but and and he's a and he's a uh, a thick guy too. Yes, and I imagine a person he's super duper intimidating. But when you watch him on TV, he just looks like a, a really big guy. Um, so watching him pick up uh, what has to be somewhere between a two hundred and twenty and two hundred fifty pound guy mm-hmm. um, with one hand and make it look like it wasn't hard in the least bit uh, really lets you know just how strong that guy was. Yeah, uh, it would have been interesting interesting to see him compete in those world's strongest man competitions that they have now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, well, at least in, in his prime, anyways. You know, before right. he got all crippled and messed up because of yeah. the fact that people aren't really supposed to be that big. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing of I um, thinking of the big guys because uh, I always, well, yeah, my always, always my favorite Andre anecdote was the one Bobby Heenan told about when they're in France and drinking at the bar, and he said, you know, Andre, he was the gentle giant. You know, he, he let a lot, of, a lot of stuff slide. And I don't know what set him off this one night, but there's like these four guys that just kept needling him and needling him, and finally Andre got up. They go running and then get, in the, get into their car, and Andre goes out and grabs the side of the car, flips the car onto its roof. <laughs> so can you, yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah I always love it. the way he and wraps it up to say, "Can you picture these four drunks in the car?" And a cop comes and they have to explain what happened. A giant <laughs> came and flipped our car over. It was our own fault. We admit it. We made him angry. Yeah, but I, I will say, talking about with the, the big guys and, get, and just getting that perspective on them and seeing them live, uh, saw uh, Paul Snow uh, Big Show yeah. uh, once. Uh, in Spokane, and the rest of the night, you've been seeing all the other wrestlers come out. I mean, that was when uh, Kurt Henning was still with us, too, so, I mean, you see Mr. Perfect, who uh, got into it with someone in the crowd, <laughs> and all these others come out, and you see, you know, like, maybe from uh, top of their shoulders and their head above the crowd as they come walking out, because all these guys are, you know, easily six foot, six foot plus in that right. ballpark. You see them come walking out, and then you see Paul Snow come walking out, and you see from about the upper part of his belly above the rest of the crowd. You're like, that's a big mountain of man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, shit, there's a, there's a guy at work who is only about an inch shorter than me. So he's somewhere between six, five and six, six. Mm-hmm. And he probably weighs 250, 260 pounds. And he's a gigantic fucking dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, just, and that's just six, five, six, six two, you know, two fit somewhere, two fifty, two seventy, maybe tops. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about people that, you know, 6'10", 350, you know, yeah. uh, and shit like that. Like, look at the uh, guy that plays the mountain on Game of Thrones, uh, 6'10", 400 pounds. Yep. That is a lot, lot of fucking dude. And he doesn't look, uh, unlike a lot of the really big guys, he doesn't look wrong. You know? no. Like, Andre the Giant is a big dude, but he never looked he had, right. You yeah, know? he had the gigantism look to him that everything was big proportioned. For, right. Disproportion versus just, right. like, yeah, looking at Paul Snow. Paul Snow's just a really big guy. He didn't right. have he, gigantism. Right. But although he doesn't look right either, just because because of his genetics, I don't think he could get into uh, like bodybuilder looking shape, you know, with with his size and his frame and things like that. While uh, 
while uh, the guy that plays uh, the mountain on Game of Thrones, who mm-hmm. is just as big, if not uh, you know, within an inch or two of uh, uh, the big show, and looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah, and recently won the title for World's Strongest Man again. Right. I knew he came in second before, so I, I hadn't heard any reason that he won or this was time. it again? Or I, th- I, I think I saw he won this time. I'd have to look. I could be wrong. I heard it's, it's second, but I don't. But I also heard that was last year. I hadn't been. Well, I don't yeah. Think it wasn't recent. Yeah. If, if yeah, it's Don, recent, then yeah, he did. Don shared one an article on it from earlier in the week, and I admit I just kind of glossed through real quick because I've been. It's been a busy week. Right. So. No, but but he has a sort of sort of build that if you didn't put him next to somebody else, he you would think he was a six foot tall bodybuilder or weightlifter. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, he doesn't have abs, but you know, but he doesn't have that uh, like uh, like a Big Show, even at his uh, most fit. You know, uh, was more round than than anything oh, yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the big man. It would be like uh, well, going back to the classics, if you want to say guys that. We're just big, but proportion that would be like the mountain. Big John Stud. Uh, it's been so long; I don't remember what that guy looks like. Really. Yeah, he he looked. His build would be very similar to the mountain, not as thick, uh, right? But still, that that proportion of build. I mean, mus- muscled but not ripped. Right, but, right. But definitely, you know, a bit of a V cut in that just that big big build of a man. More Triple H rather than Hulk Hogan. Um. Well. Hogan was never really ripped either. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's what, Triple H. Oh. Triple H was had big shoulders and a big chest and a flat stomach. Uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan had more rounded shoulders and a big chest and a rounded stomach almost. Yeah, yeah. He always had a little little hanging over that belt. <laughs> <laughs> which 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 totally backed up his claim to American. <laughs> yes. He fights for what's right. And cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which are right. Uh, okay, let's see. What's next? Uh, MMA, right? Let's see. We talked about dirty, dirty, dirty things going on in the audience with the, right. the Diaz and, and the fights. Then you got the dirty things going on in the ring yeah. with the uh, Jake Shields and uh, Paul Harris fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's his name now, Paul Harris. Or what is it? How Paul Harris. It? No, his name is fucking Paul Harris. If he's not going to bother to follow the rules, I'm certainly not going to bother to pronounce his name fucking right. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce his name. It's Rosimo Pajaras. Pajaras. Okay. <laughs> for one, for once, for once, you're the one pronouncing th- something right on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, be- just because I was curious, <laughs> I looked it up. I think it, that's pretty close, if not, if not entirely correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's an asshole. He tried to gouge uh, Jake Shields' eyes out. And while Jake Shields is not my favorite guy in the entire world, I certainly don't want to see his eyes gouged out. Um, especially when it caused uh, the uh, course of the fight to be altered, because I'm, I'm firmly convinced that's why he lost Mount. Oh yeah. Well, and, and also that there's no point deductions, and then they're right. well, point, you know, point deductions are irrelevant when when, it, when the fight's ended with a submission. Uh, well, but, but at uh, the same time, the, the way the submission happened. <laughs> that yeah. you know the guy's tapping and the rep says let go you let go that's why your ass got booted from the UFC is because you didn't let go when they told you to let go right and quite a few people are saying oh it wasn't that bad but these are people that didn't watch the fight live they're watching a gif of it yeah. afterwards which is sped the fuck up you idiots <laughs> yeah and you see shields taking the swing at him after he let go <laughs> yeah which is also dumb but yeah you know I don't. I think they should actually both end up being punished for that shit. You can't do that. Period. Mm-hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, although I think he should just get like suspended for like 90 days. One of those, one of those kind of slap on the wrists where, uh, you know, suspend him for less time than it would take him to get ready to go back to a fight, which I've right. seen a couple times for different, uh, uh, infractions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he should get something, but, and Rostomer should be stripped of his title and, uh, fucking never be allowed to fight again because it's not the first time by a long shot. Mm hmm. I mean, when you're kicked out of the UFC because you keep on holding uh, shit too long, uh, you've been kicked out of, what, two different training camps for that shit? Um, and what's your response to, uh, you know, after gouging somebody to alter the course of the fight to better your position and you finally get that submission you've been fishing for because you were getting your ass kicked, holding it too long? God, fuck you, dude. Just just go away. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and then, all I got to say about that. Yeah. And then, of course, the other one that... Uh, I had to, <laughs> I had to chime in because someone had made a meme because it had the, the, the picture of, uh, uh, Ray Liotta's character laughing his ass off and, uh, or, you know, Henry Hill laughing his ass off in Goodfellas and saying, you know, here's all, here's to all those people who paid 60 bucks to watch a fight. I just watched for free on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that got out there really quick and it, and it didn't seem like there was a lot of effort to try, try to shut it down like you see from the yeah. UFC for most of the things. Yeah. I checked it. I would check it on a website and then six hours later go back and it's still on that website. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing that uh, one of my friends that shared that. I just commented saying that, yeah, I freely admit I paid the 60 bucks. I, I lucked out and I got to stay. I was home on call Saturday night. So I actually got to watch the fights. Otherwise, I would have been at work and I would have been uh, watching it by other means that other people watch too. But I didn't want to wait. Right. But I pointed out to him saying that, yeah, I freely admit I paid 60 bucks for. Uh, the pay-per-view i knew the rousey fight was not going to get out of the first round but i did watch the other six fights that were on the card as well <laughs> so it's yeah, not like it, you're paying for just the rousey fight and if you would have taken out the the uh, uh ultimate fighter brazil fights it was actually mm-hmm. not a bad card yeah well no i actually like the ultimate fighter brazil fights the the at least the first one the first one the uh was it the featherweights or I'm trying to remember the first one. Was the first one featherweights? I don't Or lightweights. Know. Anyways, that one was full action. That one kept going and, and it was one of those, it could go either way. Then the, uh, was it a welterweight that was later? No, I, well, I don't know by, I don't mean by actual fight, uh, oh, uh, entertainment. Quality? Just by like, okay. a, you know, cause you know, any fight can end up being an awesome fight. We both know right. that. Just as far as like uh, star power and stuff, because oh yeah, yeah, people are like oh it's a very weak card. I'm like come on, it's got Seven mm-hmm. Street fighting Big Nog, it's got fucking Rua fighting Little Nog. It's the I mean, yeah, Christ, it's, it's right it's there, only, right there is worth the price of a fucking admission. It's only the second time in UFC history that the the both Nagueras were on the same card. Yeah, and then fucking you had Damian Maya schooling. Uh, oh yes. Neil Magny. What I, I think uh, Neil Magny. I think that's yep. how you say his name. Yep. Yeah. Which is a big proof that some win streaks are not equal to others. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, I did see, well, the other news out of that, of course, is the, uh, uh, Big Nogs retiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and on top of that, you also had, uh, what's her name fighting the other what's her, oh, uh, Jessica Aguilera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure that's not how you say her last name, but that's her last name. Yeah, for me, it Jessica is. Aguilera. I think it's Aguilera or something. It's not, it's certainly not Aguilera. Because <laughs> it ends with an R, not an A. But I'm calling her Aguilera now. Aguilar. It's easier to remember. Aguilar. That's how you. Put yeah. It. But uh, yeah, the, the, for to, as which was a title contender fight for who's going to fight uh, uh, Joanna Champion. Mm-hmm. 
which is the correct way to say her last name as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna uh, Alphabet Champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joanna, I do not like vowels, champion. <laughs> <laughs> which which made for an interesting uh, gif uh, because in between rounds at one point, uh, uh, Claudia Gahara, I think that's how you say her name, mm-hmm. uh, one who won. That's easy, the easiest way to identify it. Uh, there's a gif floating around that in between rounds, uh, her corner poured water in her shorts. <laughs> like literally pulled, pulled like her shorts forward and then poured... Which apparently is, you know, the little legitimate move because if you cool off the coochie, you cool off the rest of the body. <laughs> it it go, radiates. <laughs> so it's a, it's a it's a method. It's it's a legitimate it's, thing. Is it a way to make him take a deep breath? I mean, I know that happens. You know, you hit that ice water and it get, gets up to waist level when you're getting into a river or something. You go. <gasps> <laughs> well, what cracked me up is it seemed like it was such Speaking a precisely. Ah, well, what cracked me up is it seemed like it was such a precisely measured amount. It wasn't that much. Just like a little. Whoop, yeah, like they wanted to make sure they didn't overwater it because that would be <laughs> getting vapor locked or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it, you know, it's a thing. Is it a submission? Is it a thing building up to submissions? Does it help it amplify I, a funk factor? I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's going to get really sexist up in here if we continue. <laughs> if we keep on making, if, if well, we no, keep I, I keep thinking about that. that with with guys when they're you know essentially resting their balls on another guy's forehead. That I'm just thinking, what is the aroma that's got to be going on there? They've been already warming up for like an hour or so before the fight. You know, they're got a sweat going. What if someone just didn't powder up well before the fight? Can you just picture that? But it was intentional. Sack sitting on your face. Exactly. What, what, I, haven't what, watched, what I haven't washed my cup in a week. <laughs> cup? I haven't washed my junk in a week. Are you kidding <laughs> me, man? You prepare your way out, prepare mine, baby. <laughs> or not prepare. Exactly. That's the fatal funk attack. It's my finishing move. When I say I'm going to put my nuts on your face, I'm serious about that shit, man. We're not talking about humiliation. We're talking about annihilation. <laughs> Gotta be nuts to pull off a move like that. Ah! <laughs> or as uh, or as Vincent Price would say, the funk of ten thousand years. Yes. <laughs> it was a thriller in the. Uh, oh. Shit. Yep. Okay. So let's move on to the fact uh, the main event. Yeah. Uh, the pit bull looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long thirty-four seconds. I'll Holy tell you that much. shit! I that's what I kept telling told Lisa because she was. <laughs> I had to explain to my daughter how betting works. Because <laughs> I just got done it saying, you know, like 20 minutes before the fight, my wife was trying to pull for, pull for, uh, uh, bitch. <laughs> well, that's how you pronounce it. I know. Uh, but bitch, saying, bitch Carithian leather. Yeah. <laughs> so bitch Carithian. That's what I said. I, I I don't I still really don't like Ronda as a person most of the time. I will say that. But I there is nothing I can do to discount her skill as an athlete and a fighter. I will not discredit that at all. And so as I'm saying, I am saying the fight's gonna be done by minute thirty five. For some reason minute thirty five. I should have taken that minute off. But <laughs> and she's like, uh she hemmed and hawed and I, I I just said, Well come on, bet on well I'm not a gambler. I said, Put your money where your mouth is, come on. And so about 15 minutes later, my daughter comes out and says, Dad, I bet you a dollar that, that Ronda Rousey wins the fight. And it's like, hon, I just got done saying Ronda Rousey's going to win the fight in a minute and 35 seconds. Why would I bet when I'd be agreeing with you? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so you need to get your mom to take the bet. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it ended up exactly how I figured it was. I mean, the, the only thing she can hold on to is she kind of blocked a half-ass takedown of, attempt. Yeah. The way it looked to me is like uh, Ronda came out wild. They traded. Mm-hmm. Ronda tried, went for a half-ass takedown attempt. Uh, bitchy blocked it. Ronda realized that Bitchy's punches didn't hurt and said, well, fuck it. <laughs> and, then, and then just proceeded to actually light her up because she went from yes. throwing wild shit to fucking throwing some pretty precise shit. You know, like yes. right, right around, right, right. As soon as, as soon as, uh, uh, the takedown attempt was blocked and she decided not to go for another one and she just tightened up her box and blew her the fuck out. Uh-huh. She realized she's like, yeah, she can't even fucking hurt me. Yeah. Because she, that... she got, hit, she got hit at least once or twice. Oh yeah. Yeah. At least as soon as that first solid right <laughs> hit, Korea, and you see her eyes go wide. No, no, I meant Ronda got hit at least once or twice. Well, yeah, no, yeah, 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 I know that. I'm just saying with with Korea's reaction though, that first oh. that first solid right connected, and you see her eyes go wide. There's that that was when it her her spirit got broke with that first punch. Like holy shit, she hits hard. Yeah. And then the right and the left and that one on the temple that made her face plant into the canvas. <laughs> It's like I, there. I mean, her eyes were as I said. The pit bull became a deer in the headlights all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it was a big surprise for her. <laughs> but what the hell? You know. Well, that's why I sadly said at the beginning of the fight when they're you know, uh, uh, I, <laughs> my wife was trying to decide which uh, uh, she was saying if uh, Joe and Mike need to trade off on who gets the towel at which time to brown to wipe the shit off their noses because they're 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 buried so firmly in Rana's acid. <laughs> It's, I God, I I'm getting, I'm very frustrated with Rogan and Goldberg's commentary. Um, just, I mean, granted, with with everything that happened on Saturday, it turned out justified. But with, right. uh, yeah. if you go back, it's, to, it's only hyperbole if it's wrong. Yeah. Well, but to go back to uh, the McGregor Mendez fight, that Mendez, there's bits where Mendez was rocking McGregor. He was doing well with the with the ground when when you found out that you know McGregor hadn't been wrestling because of his own injury. Later, you find that out. But still, the bits where Mendez seemed to be dominating the fight for that bit, or at least controlling the fight, right. they were still not really comment. There's, I mean, there's a whole replay to where you have ten se- a good eight ten seconds of slow mo of Mendez from the top position raining down some ground and pound on McGregor and they made no commentary. You had sections where Mendez is, is dominating in the fight and they're not giving him credit for the things he's doing. But as soon as McGregor threw maybe a decent elbow from the ground, from his back, they're, they're riding McGregor's balls like a fucking parade float and Rose parade. I mean, they're like, I'm, I'm, as uh, the best way I put it to my to to my wife Lisa was that it's almost like Fox News, really. <laughs> you get you have from Zufa, Fertitas, Dana, whoever. You have a party line of this is the story we're pushing, this is the story we're selling. Toe the party line and promote yeah. the party line. So they get out there and say, you know, er, the the people they're giving the big foot push for uh, no. between McGregor. No. And, no. No. Uh, Goldberg, I can believe that with because you know, because he's a Muppet head. He's I, I don't the, the guy is the male equivalent to a your high school cheerleader. You know? Yeah, he's not a bad person, but he doesn't got a fucking brain in his head. He just repeats what people tell him to say. Um, 
and he wouldn't he wouldn't be he wouldn't have any ethical issues with doing it because not because he's a bad person but because like, he wouldn't understand that it is an ethical issue with doing that. Um, Rogan, on the other hand, I don't think he'd do that. I think you know, I think he has too much integrity. Uh, if nothing else, he doesn't need the UFC. He makes really good money from UFC, but it's not his only uh, resource by any means. And I think he thinks enough of himself that I don't think he would uh, uh, go color his commentary uh, uh, in a specific way as dictated by the UFC. Um, I don't don't know. I don't know. Well, if anything, he needs to improve his commentary, at least the the bumper. He does. Now, on the other hand, I will agree with you that he 100% does play favorites. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. if he, I, I don't think it's intentional. I think if he likes one fighter more than another fighter, he has a really hard time being impartial about his, uh, about his commentary. And it's not like he goes into it thinking, okay, I'm not going to say good okay. things about this guy. I'm going to say only good things about this guy. But be, because he's more of a fan of that person, he's more focused on him, and he notices more of the good and less of the bad. I can give you that. I can yes. give you that. That, that I one hundred percent true. Believe that you know that's not that he's not that he's uh, 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 you know going according to the UFC's dictates, but that he's while a very excellent commentator, sometimes a flawed one. Yeah, I will. <laughs> he does need to improve some of his his word choiceage, because <laughs> I love my wife pointed yeah, out. Well, he's her, been doing it so long. He basically, he's only got like a half a dozen different catchphrases. Well, but how many people can you consistently? It's like every fighter that he's talking about in one of the the bumper clips. They're the pound per best pound per pound per pound fighter. I mean, he he said that about five different people Saturday night. <laughs> well, he didn't say which pound. Yeah, that's what my wife is like. How the hell can everybody be the best? <laughs> It's always fun watching it with my wife. She gets into it. Uh, so, well, what do we got coming up next? I know there's... Uh, I thought we were done with UFC. I thought we'd seen all of it. Yeah, that was well, all yeah. the UFC, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's no more. They're done. They, they, they yeah. everyone, everyone's done. Just, everyone's fought everybody. That's what we it seemed dogs. like after this last month. We had we had too many events. It is making our fantasy oh, yeah. league kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Because it, it used to be you'd have a, a week. Uh, I hit every, my parlay. Hey, hey, good for you. Uh, every two to six weeks. That's what it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, now it's fucking sometimes two a week. And you don't have two Three. weeks to sit down. Yeah. You don't have a couple weeks to a month to sit down and analyze the event, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely made my uh, percentages go down quite a bit. <laughs> uh, shit, on my other league, uh, on the Mixed Martial Arts uh, Forum League, a couple people are quitting just for that reason. They're like, oh, dude, it's too much anymore. It's not fun. See yeah. I, I still have fun doing it, but I do wish that they would slow it down a fucking little bit. Yeah, I'm actually toying with joining the uh, one of the, the to do the fantasy stuff on the UFC website. Ah, because uh, I did sign up for since I've already got the fight pass. I signed up for the uh, uh, UFC rewards program thing they've got going on. The your mm-hmm. points for stuff, you know, <laughs> five points for going to the website each day, five points for up to three, for or a total of 15 points a day for reading up, you know, articles and all these other things and, you know, uh, buying pay-per-views that you get points and stuff. But uh, at the moment, from all the stuff I've built up point-wise, I'm only like 500 points away, which isn't that hard to get to getting a free pay-per-view. Oh. So I'm, 
and you can get points by playing in their their fantasy league. So I'm toying with that idea. Right. It's just you know, do you really want to put, you know commit commit to more, right? Well, even if I half-ass it, I mean, just just the participation would give me the points. Uh, that's true. Very true. So. All right. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, we covered we covered uh, wrestling deaths. We covered MMA deaths. <laughs> figuratively, if not literally. Yeah. Um, recovered MMA people being. Oh, that's assholes. what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say with the MMA stuff. <laughs> I admit, I feel a little bad for saying it, but I felt I was being honest with it with your their pre-fight stuff of talking about Korea and her career and saying you know, and beating Shauna Baszler, and I reflexively said, "Who hasn't lately?" Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Prime. Sad to say it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, not only Pastor Prime, just not progressing. You know. Um, no. Yeah, it's, it's, look at look at Roxanne. Although I think she might have lost her last one. At least she, since she, uh, since uh, she's been on the Ultimate Fighter, has improved her game. Uh, a lot of that's yeah. the fact that being the fact that she actually trains full time now, as opposed to um, doing it part time while being a uh, English teacher in Japan. Now she trains right. at Syndicate in uh, uh, Las Vegas with, mm-hmm. with some with actual people. So she's progressing. Still, it's still probably too late in her career arc to ever say that she's going to be a champion or anything like that, just because she's too old. She's in her in her mid thirties, you know, early to mid thirties, and and uh, while she's got very good grappling, she's just now improving the other aspects of her uh, game. But if she was twenty five, I would say that she would have a really good chance of it because her like her grappling was always really good, and now she's addressing it seems successfully some of the other aspects of her game. The fact that she was not a very strong athletic person, yeah. right. Now she's doing stuff like lifting weights and doing other things besides just grappling. Yeah. That's good, because she's my favorite fighter. <laughs> she is. Roxanne Relay. She's a super person. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I started following her on Facebook. She was posting stuff for one of her friends, had a, someone from her gym had a match on Saturday. Yeah, She was posting yeah. pictures from it. Yeah, she's she's fun to follow on uh, on Facebook and on, uh, and on uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, because yeah, she says a lot of nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, I can say briefly, just for if briefly, briefly in workout stuff. I actually did more walking than I did DDP stuff last week. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I God, things just it was one of those weeks where scheduling was a pain in the ass, and I just didn't get on the mat when I should have or could have it at times. So, uh, been doing some half hour walks. Get about a mile and a half in on half hour. It's a steady pace, not a strong pace. So, right, right. I actually uh, pulled a muscle in my groin this morning, uh, leaning over the wrong way while coughing, and fucking. I thought I was, I thought I was down for the count because it wasn't just an ache; it was like stabbing pain every minute or two, and it didn't really seem to matter what position I was in. However, over the course of forty-five minutes, walking around seemed to make it better. So, you know, mm-hmm. the pain, the pain, the, the pains kept on coming, but they kept on getting less and less. So I said, "The fuck with it," and did my workout anyways. Um, I'm sure it wasn't the best workout ever, um, but I did the entire double black diamond and when it hurt, you know, when that, when that stab of pain would come, I just fucking ignore it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the workout, uh, it was, you know, a ton better, not to the point where I could tell that it was a good idea to have done it rather than the, rather than the other way around. Right. And now I'm just a little sore down there and I'm not having any really stabbing pains anymore. So yeah. yay, which is good because tomorrow I'm lifting weights again. <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, uh, Saturday, I did my, my DDP while watching the prelims, mm-hmm. and I did find out I need to. F- <laughs> when I try, if, that's why 
I do. I, I know I see other people do the workouts and they listen to, to music or other stuff while the workout's going on or whatever, or, uh, you know, other things while doing the workout. I've found I got to, I need to just focus on the workout when I'm doing the workout. So I've even had days where, you know, like my mind's wandering about other shit I need to do. And that's when all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit, there goes my balance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, my, I was a good, usually I've been running, you know, anywhere from nine to 11 calories a minute burn average for, with my heart rate and stuff. And, uh, my workouts on Saturday while watching the prelims were about like eight to nine. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I did the workout. I did sweat because it's like 80 freaking degrees in my house. But, uh, yeah, it was not the best numbers I've put up for those workouts before. And granted, yeah, I, 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 the, the other change up I've done, I, I started doing my eight minute arms before I do my, my yoga workout so that it's already jacking up my heart rate before I go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah mine probably was, I don't use a heart rate monitor anymore, so I couldn't take exactly right. mine was, but I don't, I didn't break as much of a sweat. So either, like granted the humidity was a lot lower than it has been lately, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I probably also didn't engage as much as I normally would because uh, I was being careful that I hurt, you know, Right. trigger something so to speak but i did the entire workout i didn't skip anything or do anything you know not like you not like i normally do i just did it a lot slower and more caref- carefully yeah oh i'm sorry with the exception of uh black crow i didn't try that uh. Uh, i was like you know we're not gonna do black crow today we're just gonna go ahead and hang out over you know in crocodile for a little extra time <laughs> we're yeah, good with that i've uh uh yeah, I've started, I've, I'm pushing myself more with the workouts too. I've, I realized that was part of my problem is I've gotten complacent. So I mean, like even just doing with, with fat burner with the, the lunging diamond cutters, I'm, you know, taking the knee off the ground and the lunge and doing the other things to, to push myself a bit more deeper and deeper into the right, lunges, right. getting more engagement and, and stuff. So, but that's why I've been doing with Red Hot Core, trying to amp it up, uh, to more than more extreme moves to, to have more effect, so to speak. Yeah, I still have because it reached because it, it reached a point where I wasn't I it didn't bother me you know you know like mm-hmm. uh, once I reached a point where you know I think I should I feel that I should not look forward to doing a workout <laughs> right once I once I reached a point where I was doing red hot core and it wasn't a big deal I'm like okay we'll breeze through okay now we we finished no black diamond we're done with the workout or whatever it was or we're just, we're finished for stand up uh, you know that was the hard part. Now we'll do a uh, red hot core. That's the easy part. Once red hot, once it reached the easy point, I reached, realized it was time to stop doing modifications and try to do it more of the extreme mode. Mm-hmm. That's the same with work, you know, same thing with lifting weights. Once, you know, I'm doing three sets of five, uh, for all of my different workouts. And once I can do all three sets of five without going, Oh my God, that almost killed me. It's time to add more weight. Yeah. Yeah. I've been with the, with my eight minute arms, switching, switching that around on either light rate, Lightweight, high reps, or more weight, little, little less on the reps. But at the same time, for like you're saying with the red hot core, that's one I'm still with with my tailbone issues. I I still cannot do jackknife the way I would like to do jackknife. But at the same time, uh, with uh, like doing up dog, I try to do up dog now and then. But a lot of it still, I I get I get something like with one of the tendons or something on the top of my, on the top side of my left foot that when doing that, that almost hyper extension of your, your foot and, and up dog, it pulls something that doesn't want to be pulled someday. So I can't, can't always do that. There's days I'll push for it and I'm like, yeah, no, can't do it. And other days I can, or there's, there's days too, where I feel it more in my shoulders 
going up in that position after, you know, depending on how hard I worked the day before or right. what, what I did going into it. And I'm like, yeah, my shoulders don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. I've got both those locked down. Uh, the jackknife mostly because I do it every fucking day, six days a week because, you know, they have them in double black diamond as well as in, uh, red hot core. And right. I alternate, you know, and I do double black diamond, diamond one day and then stand up in red hot core the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sunday is the only day I don't do that jackknife shit. Um, so I would, I'm actually disappointed that I don't have it pulled farther than I do. I've got, I've got it pretty good, but freaking, you know, you would think I could have it basically straight up and down. <laughs> And I have a full extension. I have my knee locked out, but the hip still isn't as flexible as I'd like it to be. You know, I'd like, you know, I, I can get my heels pointed toward the sky, but it's not like a 90 degree, you know, flat sole to the ceiling sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an, uh, still more, a little bit of an angle to it. Um, that being said, it's still way better than when I started, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And same with, same with Updog. Updog's easy now, but I remember when I started, I could, you know, I could barely hold it for a second or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole thing for me too. Is I'm I, I'm curious. This uh, so I want to really try to push myself a little bit more with my intensity on the workouts over the next month because, uh, yeah, a month from month and a week from now actually will be three years that I've been doing DDP yoga. I'm almost. Uh, I'm just slightly past a year and a half now. Yeah, because I did it. I started in January of uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I. I well, <laughs> it's the whole thing of it's do or do not. There is no try. But <laughs> uh, I want to try to work on doing the uh, headstand. Oh, See I have been trying. I tried. I tried a couple like months ago, and I think it's more my back than my core per se. Of trying to get get that balance point, so I need to and that and just the way my house is set up, it's hard to find a spot where I can try for it. You know, you, uh, even up against a door frame, it's finding a location where I can do that to where if I fall forward, I'm not going to rack myself on something else in the right. house. Right, understandable. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit, dude, that's pretty much all I got, man. Yeah, I feel like there's other stuff that's happened, but I just don't know. What else to say? Been watching True Detectives. Hannibal's getting close to wrapping up. Uh, Game of Thrones. There's Game of Thrones news this week that uh, Ian McShane's been cast for the next season. People yeah, are betting. Yeah, yeah, that was a very big deal about that. But I don't know. I don't recognize the guy, so I don't know what movie he's from or TV show or whatever. He was he was a regular on uh, Deadwood, but then he also played uh, uh, Blackbeard. In the uh, the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. And yeah. Did, did you ever no, watch John? No. Did you get a chance to watch John Wick? No, we did not. Okay, you should. John Wick was a very. I mean, you, people see Keanu Reeves and they're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh. John John Wick was an awesome fucking movie. <laughs> I highly recommend I, it. I think I it's up that. on HBO now. Oh, it might be up oh. on HBO Go, or it should be in the near future. Oh, I'll have to watch it up. The girl, she likes those kind of type of movies. Yeah, it's very good. It's one of those, though, um, semi-spoiler, but if you're one of those people who doesn't like it when the dog gets killed. Yeah, it's the very first thing that happens in a movie. <laughs> yeah. At least, it, at least it gives you that prime motivator, so you hate the bad guys, too, even more. <laughs> Another reason to hate, to hate uh, Alfie Helen. Also, you know, Theon Greyjoy, he plays a dick yet again. Well, he's good at it. You know, I get some work, I guess. Yeah. 
but uh, I, think I, I did see yeah. Ant Man. I saw Ant Man last. Was that last week? Yeah, I saw Ant Man yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. How was it? <laughs> it was good. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was fun. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was not one of the best Marvel movies. It was. Uh, I got to agree with where a lot of people said it's reminiscent of the first Iron Man movie because it's it's an origin movie. And it's setting up. There's a lot more of the humor to it, um, but I did. I I really liked it, and uh, I was happy to see that Michael Douglas, his pl- portrayal of uh, Hank Pym, they they fleshed it out a lot more than I thought they were going to. The way the the way they just kind of brought him in, and the the trailer made it look like it's just kind of passing the torch, and then he's gone. No, he's they play they play him out a lot more. Uh, I really liked the way it turned out. So, cool. Yeah, good. I, you know, I, I I was worried about that one since it's such a weird source material. Mm-hmm. Well, but at the same time, it's uh, like I've heard other diehard Avengers fans and stuff say that you know Hank Pym was one of the founding members of the Avengers. Ant Man, Giant Man, uh, Yellow Jacket, all the different incarnations of Hank Pym. And so, you know, you're this far into the Marvel universe through the movies now, and you're just now bringing in. Hank Pym, but the first five minutes of the Ant-Man movie lets you know why you have not seen Hank Pym until now. Right, because he's a suck-ass character. No, no, he's not. <laughs> well, then they're not being very true to the source material. Well, he was basically of... the, the the closest thing to a bad guy that the uh, that we had for, on the good guy side. Well, depends on which way you look. Depends on which. Which well, he was a good example. Looking at right. Well, he was a good ex- at least in the comic books. He was a good example that just because you have superheroes and you stop crimes, that doesn't make you a good person. Yeah, yeah. Through the 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 Ultimates universe, which a lot of the Marvel movies have been kind of borrowing from for look, design, and story. That yeah, through the the Ultimates universe, Hank Pym's a wife beater. <laughs> yeah. And, and but, was there, even aside from that, he was kind of an asshole. So you know. Uh, but you can find uh, I don't know, it. I do like the way they've set him up in the the Marvel universe through this movie. It it helps kind of explain a little bit of that as well as cover things. And also by bringing in the Scott Allen character for Ant Man, the second incarnation of Ant Man, and putting Hank Pym a little more to the background, that lets them gloss or not necessarily gloss, but kind of skip over that part of the history, so that right. you know. Otherwise, people would be saying, oh, you got this guy's wife beater portraying him as a hero. Well, you get whatever his troubled past is. He's not the hero for the movie. He's not Ant-Man. Right, so, right. Which is, I think, that's that's probably the prime reason they went that way, too. So, anywho. Wow, we, uh, we actually did MMA and geek stuff. Oh, wow, imagine that. Woo! <laughs> the last time we managed to do that. Last show, I believe. Because we're good at that. <laughs> when was that last show? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't keep track of these things. I just show up when you tell me to. Uh, yeah. Well, All right. Anyways, if you is... need to get a hold of me, uh, I'm Passive J. I'm Passive J on Twitter. I'm Passive J on my email, which is a Gmail. So, because I'm a G. So look me up, G. O G. Oh gee, <laughs> sound like old lady. Oh gee, 
Uh, you can catch me over on Twitter at underscore Duckman underscore. You can catch us both on Facebook on the podcast page for Barely Adequate. Uh, check out my blog, uh, Making It Through the Middle, over on blogger.com. And, uh, yeah, do all those sorts of things. And uh, like us, review us, subscribe on iTunes, all those fun things. You know you got the time. We're not that long of a show. Yeah. Come on, yeah. now. We even, we even finished 15 minutes early, so you guys could get that shit done. You thought you were going to be here for an hour, but we let you go 15 minutes early. We're like those cool teachers that don't worry about what how long you're here as long as you learn what you need to learn, man. Because life is its own lesson, dude. Yeah. Now let's all go back behind the portables and smoke some pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the times they have changed. <laughs> okay, man. So uh, until next time, folks, uh, may your week be blessed and your body mass be less. Oh, and Rousey and Seacrest lock up in the clinch. Oh, Rousey flips Seacrest right out of his fucking head. Seacrest is out. <laughs> <laughs>